0: Shake and
1: bake and pull it back. Oh my god. The world's greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. 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 universe, their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind.
0: So hey, welcome to Lords of Lombox, everybody. Uh, it's just me and Otto today, our man What's Dark up? Side Jedi, and this back problems flaring up again he literally cannot move man so let me just wait for the folks to get here once again lords the box brought to you by k go to k use the discount code of l-o-t-l-b to get 10 percent off any k comics exclusives uh shout out the nerd vision and brian Spaceboy for being in the live chat you guys are first and uh once again i'd like to introduce a returning champion Otto from neguado say what's up to the people
1: what is up everybody it's you know otto uh otto from the grotto here hanging out you know otto miss prime just ready to go we got a lot of stuff to talk about today we took a week and a half off man a lot of stuff has happened in the past we week and a, a half week, so. it's actually been two weeks since we've been on two weeks right well, yeah, so yeah, yeah took so last week off and nobody's
0: and uh you know so we got to recharge the battery and to be honest with you i get i was i was super tired today i was just like man all right let's do this but you know let's show get started would we'll be good to go let me uh post all the stuff out here let's see who's going on in the live chat sorry i do this for you guys again uh hey dennis what's up wobbles um the um the original link does not work so i'm trying to <laughs> still people chatting in the old one so uh <laughs>
1: they're like where are these guys
0: yeah for all those on uh twitch no, we how we many guys we got on twitch, twitch. Yeah, let me <laughs> see man you know twitch by the way are Username is lotlb. Um, oh yeah, there is no Twitch today because we're only uh, you can't uh, simulcast um, on um, the Google Hangouts, but Wirecast allows modavon. You guys, oh, you missed us last week. Yeah, you did miss us because we weren't on last
1: week. That's right. Uh, Thanks was, a lot. Good to be missed. Yeah, you know, I like. But things. hey, All this right.
0: show will be on podcast format. As soon as this is done, I'll extrapolate the audio and put it out there in the ether uh once again you can find us on itunes soundcloud and stitcher man so uh you know it's it's pretty good quality for the uh the podcast man you know for a long time people been asking for the podcast so i finally let loose put it up on the podcast figured out how to extrapolate the audio with good clean quality and uh i finally figured out a way where i just have to post it on soundcloud and it automatically goes to itunes and stitcher it's pretty amazing, oh, really man. yeah but you know yeah, you, yeah, got, yeah. you gotta figure out how to do the uh Good, clean audio, man. Nothing worse than a podcast that comes from a Google Hangout and guys are just using the webcam audio and shit like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, so uh, let's go over. We got some topics we want to talk to you guys about. We're going to talk about Stanley. Uh Gave a rare one-on-one interview with the Daily Beast, who's been covering all the Stanley drama for all this time. So a reporter actually got to sit down with him face-to-face in person and ask him all the questions that we've been begging all these fuckers who visit him to ask them. And nobody ever asked him, like Todd McFarlane or Rob Life. All these guys that go visit him. They never ask him about any of this stuff. Uh, lots of DC news, both good and bad. Yeah. Uh, There was a ton of news about uh, properties being picked up for um, production by TV and movies. And, you know, some are small and some are big. A lot of independent titles. I'm telling you, it's a treasure trove of stuff out there. Uh, News about Alfred the Butler TV show that you never wanted is coming at you. (laughs) Who knew, Uh, right? You know, who knew? Uh, Some uh, directorial changes or uh, things uh, that are going on in both the DC and MCU, uh, the DCEU, and how actually one of them affects both of them. And uh I guess Finn Jones is a curly hair fuck, man. Uh <laughs> piece to Finn Jones. Like it, it finally, you know, it didn't get to work out for him, man. But you know, we're gonna hold out tight. So uh let's go over the first thing. Um, um did you see you get to see that interview uh about uh Stan Lee did?
1: Yeah, I and read it, was, it. It was really weird, right? It was good and weird. It was good, uh, weird, it was heartfelt, it was to the point, it was stuff that you really didn't expect. And it brought, you know, his daughter into the light and it talked about his ex-wife. And to be honest with you, man, I must be getting old because at the end of this, I almost shed a tear. That's how sappy I've gotten.
0: Yeah, man. It's, and, um, it was interesting because it was the, you could tell the writer was not, uh, biased either way. He told right. her how it was. He told like the things before and after, like all the things, uh, the reactions of Stanley and his daughter. Um, and if you haven't read it it's a really good read and I um, let me see if I can go through and just read you some of the, the highlights of it um this is from the dailybeast.com so this is the first uh one-on-one interview that he's done uh since all the shenanigans has come through that we've followed on this show as much as we can because it's been yeah. it's it's you know a lot of times they say like uh, fact is more entertaining than fiction I mean this is one of those things where it's just weird. So this reporter sat down with Stanley and his daughter, and his daughter was kind of there talking to him. And, you know, they asked them about, you know, Stanley, even in this interview, he doesn't really want to besmirch many people by name, you know, even though he's led to it. basically, it talks about his falling out with Mac Anderson, who was the founder of Stanley Collectibles. Uh jerry Oliveras, who is the guy that actually did the blood drawing from him and also i think made out right. for like three hundred thousand dollars that he said stanley game as a gift right uh mac anderson is a scumbag who runs stanley collectibles um and i've run into him at southern salic at su- several southern california shows he was always there i know people have dealt with him and they all say the same thing he's a scumbag real yeah. um yeah, and then they talked about uh, uh, Kia resting douchebag, douchebag yeah, Morgan. Face Morgan, oh. um, and that one is really insane because that's the last dude that had like interaction with Stanley. And the mm-hmm. daughter says, you know, you know, it was weird things about. He said, "Oh, my daughter's known him for five years." She goes, "No, I've known him for like six months." And you know, yeah. if you don't know Kia Morgan, is that dude with the fucking stupid hat and the fucking the st- plastic face, plastic the surgery plastic face? Yeah. He's a, uh, he does uh celebrity document, uh, documentaries, documentaries, yeah. documentaries. Um, and he, he did one for Marilyn Monroe and the whole reason he was leeching on to Stan Lee. And he's the guy that filmed all those really cringeworthy videos that Stan Lee was doing. Remember, yeah. Hey, tell everybody how you feel, tell everybody how you're doing. Right. Um, so, you know, we aren't going to go over everything, but I, I, is there anything you, what you, you want to glean from this interview? You want to give the people?
1: Yeah. You know, well, to you? yeah, just with the, really the stuff about Kia, Valkia Morgan, and the relationship that he has with his daughter. You know, Stan Lee is, you know, 90 plus, 94, 95 years old. The pictures of him, he seems real frail. But when all this stuff was happening, you know, you guys remember that. His health wasn't good. He was just battling pneumonia. His wife had passed away. And these vultures kind of swooped down and were like smelling blood. And this is a term that we use around here. It's called blood money. And, you know, blood money is family money that everybody wants to get a part of, but nobody was really involved with it. And his, him and his daughter have a very kind of like Kennedy-esque relationship where they don't see each other. They see each other. You know, she's in her, she's in her sixties, mid sixties. You know, Yeah, so. she is the definition of a, a trust fund baby. Trust I mean, fun baby. 100%, her life, yeah. yeah, hundred percent trust fund baby. And you know, she seems authentic in the articles and stuff like that, but the writer did such a good job. He actually talks about through the interview, you can tell that Stan starts to get tired um he's sitting in a chair that he used to sit with with his wife and he used to overlook the mountains and just you know what he went through in his daily life um it talked about how he missed creating new things which i thought was really neat he missed um you know the signings and stuff like that it did he kind of said that it kind of wear on him but um you know he was always good to the fans and he'd always enjoyed meeting new people and stuff like that so Please, if you're a st- any if anybody's watching this show, you've got to be a comic book fan. Let's get that first and foremost. Because <laughs> if you're not, I don't know, think you're gonna hear like you know anything about sports. But read this article. Uh, yeah, it's it's on the Daily Beast. Go go check it out. It's he asked him about all the things that's
0: going on. It's definitely a read if you're a fan of comic books, Stan Lee, or any of that stuff to see what's going on in his life. This guy really asked the questions that we've all been wondering. It's a great read. Check it out on the dailybeast.com. Um, you know, just read the entire thing. I mean, really, it's not like you know, you're like, oh, it's bored, you skip part, it's you read it from word to word, and the and the uh uh reporter will actually like you know, do uh kind of like a stand you know, play by play commentary of what's going on when he's asking questions, too like you know the lo- there's a lawyer and his daughter the his right. new lawyer and they're all there and talking and what he should say what he should how he should say it you know and he asked the daughter and the lawyer things so it's a good read man it's probably the most in- up to date uh details of what's going on he seems to be in a good place now he's surrounded by the right people i don't know um but you know stanley is doing something right now there's some weird thing i I follow him on twitter and he's doing this weird like a comic strip thing and it's like uh turning office workers into superheroes it's 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 really weird you gotta follow the real stanley on twitter and see it 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 does this kind of it's like a strip a comic strip or something you know when they do
1: and that's good because that means that he's still creative he's still thinking you know um i've been around people when they get older and stuff like that or you know family members and when you get up into this age if you have nothing to live for then what are you going through your daily business for so if he's still up his mind is thinking he's creative he's still creating things let's go Stan. make it to 100 although he says he doesn't want to live forever yeah. but you're going and put some good stuff out because i saw him
0: really- do an interview on the late late show with craig Ferguson. i've been on a craig ferguson kick for like the last like month okay first, first of all if you guys ever want to learn how to talk to women how to pick up on women watch Craig Ferguson dude is charming as hell. And he just hits on celebrity females all the time. And he makes them giggle and they just flirt back. It's amazing. He didn't interview with them. I want to say 2014 where he was, I'm telling you all this kind of started after his wife passed away, it really took yeah. something out of him because he's got full of energy and everything. When during this interview, that's amazing. It's on YouTube, just Google Stanley and Craig Ferguson. Uh, and they have a great, uh, back and forth he's full energy and then when i just saw the most recent video he posted man he's, he's just a shell of himself right i mean it's just it's just weird man and but hey
1: unfortunately that happens you know he was married for over 70 years you know what i that's mean a that's a long like, time it's that's, you know it's a symbiotic relationship symbiotic here we go you know what i mean but it's that relationship are you often no, hear, I mean, you're you're with that person you know 70 years of your life that's right at his age
0: that's almost 70 percent of his life
1: right yeah. absolutely so let's you know let's keep stan going you know give him all the credit but you know let's not you know kill him for these signatures if you don't have signatures by Stanley, yeah, he's only
0: even said it in an article he's only doing private signings now as yeah. you know
1: we've all said you know, we've all been clamoring to do like
0: todd mcfarlane these guys you know can right. you imagine those guys if they were to go on tour like you oh. know he does they would all be grumpy old fucks i mean yeah. stan, how stanley's done it is i don't know but on to other news, man. Yeah, uh, no, this one kind of snuck up on me. I haven't seen many people talking about it on the uh, internets and the groups that we all kind of uh cling on to, except for uh Otto, because for some reason he doesn't have a Facebook account. But you know what?
1: <laughs> well, oh, I got I got to get to the 21st century, yeah.
0: Um, so I, you know, um, this one's interesting because this came out of the blue. I don't know why or how this is going to happen, but it's going to happen, man. So uh, CBS has ordered a drama based on DC Comics Secret Six. Yeah. Secret, if you know, Secret Six is similar to uh, Suicide Squad, but yes. not as, you know, they're not straight up villains. Uh, you could say they're morally ambiguous figures. Uh, so CBS ordered a, a pilot or a drama on it. Um, so that's weird that CBS is getting into the game. It's almost like they're getting... Um, Buyers or seller's regret from getting rid of Supergirl, you know, right. and that's amazing that, you know, what's fucking DC has stuff on Fox, uh, Titans on their streaming service. They got something, they got it all over the place, man. I mean, it's yeah. interesting how they seem with
1: CBS. Are you excited for this? I'm mean, at secret six is kind of like really deep down in the bowels of DC, right? It really is. And, you know, when I was looking this up, I realized, you know, it takes like three or four different groups and the, the Villains United, I think, was a book that I collected at the time. And that was like Deathstroke. It was like Lex Luthor and stuff like that. So I don't know if they're necessarily going to integrate all those characters or how they're going to integrate those characters or how they're going to do it. But, you know, throw some dirt mud on the wall and let's see if it sticks. You know, it's, it is CBS. It is a major network. Uh, it is making some buzz. And there was a few names that I thought was interesting. The figure Mockingbird, I really don't know too much about that character or how they're going to work that into there. And, um, you know, it has to do, I think, with Supergirl and buyer's remorse and getting rid of it and seeing where everything's going. So we'll just have to and see, you know. Yeah, I think Gail Simone had a great uh, Secret Six
0: run that came out in like the mid 2000s. But for those speculating, the first appearance of Secret Six is from 1968. This is a great spec book because not, you know, I don't know yeah. how many people have Secret Six number one, but it came out <laughs> in 1968. Um, no, I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, I, don't,
1: I don't even know <laughs> yeah
0: uh so you know that's i mean for those i mean it's it's i i don't know what dc's doing man it's <laughs> it's interesting but you know the more the better you know we you right. know we got the titan show and uh all the cw stuff star- it's that time of year where everything is back now I, my dvr is flooded right the well,
1: flash. flash is starting I, i'm rocking the shirt if you're watching if you're listening to us on a podcast um supergirl moved to sunday night and Tim, I just wanted to talk real quick. Why do we haven't talked about this. Have you watched Titans, the first episode? Yeah. Yeah. Good, right? You yeah, go it's like? okay. It's hard to say it with just one episode, you
0: know, because it's right. just kind of like a teaser. So um, a lot of the reviews that are up there uh, from the critics, they got the first three episodes. Okay. And those have been mixed, to say the least. Oh, okay. um, well, a lot I'll, of them complained about how dark it was. Um, okay,
1: I'm Your already- audio is cutting
0: in and out. Are you moving from the microphone? or? Yeah, let's see. I'll try that again. Okay. Yeah, just stay in front of the microphone don't move your head
1: yeah um no i thought the storyline behind the backstory between behind dick grayson and robin how they're bringing him in i thought was really really neat so i'm digging it i'm digging yeah, it it's a little dark hopefully beast boy brings some Yeah, I man, he's a corny
0: character in the comics too so hopefully he brings some you know levity to it uh so far i, I think uh the starfire chick she's a pretty yeah. good actress i'm a yeah. little hesitant about the. Uh, Rob, he seems a bit wooden. Uh, okay, his, you know, with his acting. So I, yeah. you know, we'll see. Like I said, it's hard to. I don't know how anybody can draw a conclusion after one episode. Right. Um, but you know, I will say this: if the whole series is like the first episode, there, the people, the the detractors of DC being too dark will continue to bang the shit out of it because yep. this is dark. It Robin. really is dark. There <laughs> is no. I mean, literally dark. There's no sun at all. I, I think I don't. There wasn't a, even when in the daylight. It was cloudy outside. It was
1: cloudy, but, you know. yeah. There was no. There was no glimpse of sunlight at all, or something yeah. like that. I agree with you on that. So, okay. I mean,
0: and this is what you guys wanted, man. This is Jeff Johns. So yeah. be careful what you wish for. Okay. I'm just saying, Jeff Johns has really never worked on a movie showrunner, you know, type thing. You know, it's always been Berlanti and stuff like that. You know, but now he's got his hands. On this, so hopefully it's good. I mean, the action was cool, you know, seeing Robin kick some ass and stuff. It's a little violent to say the least. Say the
1: least. I was cringing it a couple times. So, yeah,
0: Uh, even Beast Boy just, you know, kind of went over the top just to steal the game. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think you need to turn into a tiger to steal a video game, but you know. But you know what sucks is we kind of get spoiled with Netflix, and anytime we see something streaming, we're like, "Hey!" And then you're like, "Fuck!" I gotta wait a whole week. So I right. guess it's a, it's a similar to the CBS thing, right? With Star right. Trek, where you have to wait every week, which kind of yeah. defeats the purpose of having a streaming service. Yeah. You know, this is remember we tell you, young whippersnappers, had to wait. You know, we got to we can't binge watch it all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like oh, if you really like something, you're like ah, oh, next episode. And you're like, what the hell? Exactly. I, gotta, right. I gotta wait like a whole yeah. week. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense you're doing that unless you have advertisers, right? Because then you can space it out. The whole idea of Netflix not having advertisers, you can you can binge as you're paying, you know, X amount of money uh, for that. What's a DC streaming
1: service again? It's like nine bucks a month or something yeah, like that? It's uh it was it's like seven ninety-five a month, or you can get the whole year for like eighty bucks. That so, seems kind of high, man, for what they have so far. But I guess they got all right. the
0: old stuff, and then you can read comics, too. But you the know.
1: comics, Tim, I thought that was really neat because um, you could pick through there and stuff like that. You could look at it. And uh, there's a lot of the Batman movies I haven't seen. I know you've seen a lot of them, but Batman by Gaslight I've never seen. I can't wait to watch that. Uh, guess, uh, that was okay. That was okay. There was like Batman and the Ninjas. And then my favorite Batman show, Batman Brave and the Bold, which isn't on Netflix, is on that. And that is probably hands down one of my favorite newer Batman cartoons. So uh, I'm excited to watch that. So yeah, I just saw that.
0: they just released the Batman on, uh, they just released the Batman on Netflix. So I wonder how that works out what they decide to go on there. Everything gets moved off there. I think it's all the streaming services are not gonna, they're gonna finish out their contractual things they have with yeah. Netflix. And then, cause Disney's doing their own, Marvel's or DC's doing their own eventually. Because they realize how big a player Disney or Netflix is. So, why would they help them by giving them stuff? But,
1: right, it, uh, absolutely.
0: But they well, have a contract. So, they still have to stick, you know, and they still have to release things. That's why you still see like Marvel movies on there. There was just a DC animated Batman film they just released on there. That, I mean, when I say release, it's not brand new. It's just, uh, right. you know, you know
1: how released to people, Netflix. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like, you know, so it was all right. So, uh, speaking of TV shows, uh, news dropped last week. Um, and this one's interesting uh and this will lead to the next segment after this as well but um it, there's certain cats in the comic book industry that have a great relationship with uh hollywood um mark Millar or mark miller excuse i don't know is mallar yeah. miller i always said mallar but anyway mark Millar, ever since he did like uh kickass right and yep. everything all the other things like wanted yep. and now he's got the netflix deal well robert kirkman who's famously you know put walking dead on the map yeah. with his comic and then sign with AMC. His Skybound Entertainment Group, uh Skybound is the imprint under image that they launched things like all the Robert Kirkman's titles, Thief of Thieves, right. No Biter, Walking Dead, uh, there was a the latest one, <clears throat> excuse me. What was the latest one they had? Um, I have it around here somewhere. Anyway, you guys know it's is him is imprint kind of like how back in the day it was Top cow Extreme yeah. and all this. Kirkman Skybound Entertainment is linked to deal with Sony TV to form a new production company called Skybound Galactic, which will develop television projects based on Skybound comic books as well as properties from other image imprints. That's the interesting part because that brings in Top Cow. So yeah. the projects in development of Skybound Galactic are Kirkman's Thief of Thieves, which when it first came out was a super hot book. I remember Thief of Thieves. I had it. And, I, and you know, because that, that was really the second big Kirkman title after The Walking Dead was Thief of Thieves.
1: Was it really? Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. And then uh, they're going to be Thief of Thieves, uh, Josh Williamson's Nailbiter. Yep. And the two properties that they're going to be doing from Top Cow are Think Tank. And I'm really stoked for this one. I've always waited. I can't wait for this. The Darkness. Uh, yeah, the spinoff from the old Witchblade tale, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of guy who has this dark power that's part of the mob and everything. Jackie yeah. Escadito, whatever his name is. I'm a huge fan of that era of image with Witchblade and the Darkness. The art on those were fantastic. Yeah, I believe the first appearance of the Darkness is in Witchblade. Uh, I should probably Google it, but that's going to be a hot book if it's done right i think the darkness can be badass because it's kind of a it's kind of like this playboy mob enforcer guy that has this power that how these little evil beings come out of him and he, and it's also part of a, a mob story as well so it's pretty interesting in the space that it's in you can right. really be a sopranos with a supernatural kind of evil power superhero thing um
1: of those properties uh, which one are you excited about? I've even heard of any of these. You know, I you know this was a time I wasn't really collecting at the time, but you know, in reading this and stuff like that, you know, the darkness. I remember the think tank kind of, but yeah, I barely um,
0: even know that one myself. Yeah, but but, got a lot of but, sex in it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't reading that. I was reading other things for that. But, uh, but Sylvester's involved. So Mark Sylvester's involved. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and that's all because that'll bring it back to the roots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So again, throw stuff out there, see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only good for the business. It's only good for the economy. It's only good for the comic book community. So, yeah,
0: I mean, and this is what happens. Sony,
1: this is what Sony TV.
0: So this is definitely going to be, um, for, so Sony TV doesn't have a channel, obviously, but they, they're they a production company, so they can sell to whatever station they want. They can sell to whatever streaming service they want. Doesn't mean that they're going to be made into a TV show tomorrow. Right. Uh, you know, this just means, hey, let's sign an agreement. Let's get some writers together. Let's get some people together and throw some ideas together. And if, you, if something comes about, we have first uh, dibs on these and we can develop them is what Sony's saying. Which moves on to my next subject. This is it right here. Our subject line is speculating on comics and the dangers of speculating on comics. And and the reason I go with this is because of last week, Donny Cates announced on Twitter uh, that he's writing a screenplay for God Country. And this book went crazy. It went crazy. First of all, God Country was a good read. Uh, It's only a six-issue miniseries. I don't think it ever went any further than that. It's a six-issue miniseries. But... That book is easy, like, what, 85, 100, 150 bucks now? It just went through the roof. And here's what I want to say is the game of speculation is dangerous when you don't have the book and you're chasing that book when the news is first announced. Right, right. So, you know, and let's temper our expectations here because God Country, Donny Cates, is a comic book writer writing a movie screenplay or for the first time and that's all it is, is a yep. screenplay. And I was telling uh, Otto and Ryan, I said, hey, man, I could drive you guys out to L.A. and we'll visit like seven Starbucks. There's at least one screenwriter working at each of those Starbucks as a barista. Yeah,
1: right. There
0: are screenplays throughout Hollywood. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to be made in the comics. So when, so typically I would say when you speculate on the big two, Marvel and DC, those are safe speculations because the news that comes out typically means they're going to be made. Um, and for those who are like, man, you're a hater and isn't No, I'm not. I'm just yeah. saying because I've seen so much activity, and you guys are only buying this on just a screenplay that's being written by right. a comic book writer. Who, there's nothing else on it yet. No, you know. So let me bring up some things that are that had deals, and we haven't heard anything else. Quite famously, this one because this is one of my favorite books, Descender. That they, they got a production deal with Sony and it hasn't gone anywhere. Last time, I heard six months ago, the screenwriter was still working on it. Right, And that was a good two years, three years ago. Yeah. Right. Uh, let me bring up another one you may not have heard of. Lumberjanes by Boom Studios. That was optioned as well. Haven't heard anything from that. The Monolith from Image Comics. That was also given a deal. MPH. but That's a Malar book. That one right. probably has a good chance, but no movement on that as of yet. Remember Trees, which was Hot for a Minute by Image? Yeah right? Uh That one, nothing. And this uh, is the here. next one. huh? Yeah, And if you remember this, this one is actually a DC book. It's 100 Bullets, with 100 Vertical Bullets. Comics. Yeah, You haven't uh, heard anything from that one either. Brian uh, K. Vaughan, right? Am I right yeah, by that? Brian K. Vaughan. And then B- Bodies is a Vertical book I never even heard of. Uh That's been developed and nothing. And these are all ones that have kind of gone to the wayside. Another one, Crosswind by Image Comics. So what you see from these is Hollywood just trying to grab things before somebody else does. When they yeah. s- they grab the potential to it, they're saying, Hey, we want the ability to be able to develop this. And guess what? We don't like it. Fuck you. Here you go. You're kicked to the wind with all th- if you want to find out about scripts in Hollywood, go to a website called Blacklist. Uh just Google Hollywood our bla- uh, blacklist scripts.com. It's a list of all the best scripts, screenwrite, uh, screenplays that have been written in Hollywood that have not been picked up. And one of those on that list is actually. A Ruby Williams solo story. Now that's just a screenplay, meaning that hey, I'm going to put this out there. Hopefully, Marvel will like it and pick it up. So that's what I'm just saying. Temporary expectations. If you have a god country, good for you. Sell it. Right. If you don't oh, have it, be careful spending a hundred dollars on what can easily be a fifteen dollar book in three months from now, four months from now, and if it never even comes through at all, you got a good book for maybe you know five times its value exactly. if it's right. at
1: on ebay right now i mean i was feeling a fever on this i contacted you know my buddy bernie 1869 has got a couple of these books i was like sell me one right away and he's like no ebay right now uh nine eights are going for anywhere from 300 to 400 dollars. and tim all the scripts on the ebay says god country options. Donnie kate's movie blazing hot Bl- movie coming soon like and the only thing that was talked about about
0: this and correct me if i'm wrong is yeah. Donnie cates tweeted he's he's finishing up a screenplay for god country right. that's it not a, i don't believe anything else has been attached to it yet
1: right now well, on eBay says the movie's coming so they're selling their books you know yeah i recently
0: bought two uh uh eternals number one yes i saw those hey a director was attached to it yep that's when you that's when you know for sure it's going to go through. But here's where I say be careful on these image titles. I think what the uh, common thing is for new collectors or people who are trying to get into that speculation game is they think lightning strikes twice with the same company, right? With yeah. image. Everybody who is getting these are trying to get the next Walking Dead book, right? Yeah. I mean, because they were they re- remember the Walking Dead when it was a $2,000 book 9.8. What is it now in a 9.8?
1: It's fifteen, sixteen hundred. It's nothing. I've got. It's dropping. $1, it, at one point, it was like three thousand dollars for number one. At one. point. At one point, it was three thousand. Yeah. High three thousands. Um, and then it took a big plummet. And then yeah. there really hasn't been much movement on that. So it's it's sick. It's definitely below two thousand dollars at a nine eight, which is. Sad. So
0: that's why I said be careful. Even careful specking on Marvel and DC. There's certain things that you know. Boom! It's bulletproof. You can you know Daredevil. Uh, Thanos, things like that. They'll always hold its value, but especially these DC books that get, these uh, image books that get made into movies and TV, you gotta be careful. Especially TV, man. TV is a very, very fickle thing. If it's had okay. a popularity in the past and it became a Netflix show, you got a good chance of making some money. If it wasn't that popular before and it was an image book or something, uh, here's the best example. What's the uh, Cinemax show?
1: Uh... I don't know uh, <laughs> Cinemax. Yeah. God damn it! Uh,
0: the uh, Cinemax show, the horror show that you know was a ro- another Robert Kirkman book. Help me on the live chat. I just got a brain fart. Yeah. Uh, but that one went absolutely nowhere, and it got like a second season. Um, somebody in the live chat, help me out here. What's the horror show I, I can picture it right now? I've been Outcast? reading it. At yes, Outcast.
1: Okay, so uh, Big Easy got it. Murphinator showed up. Everybody's role. Everybody knows that, but us, Tim.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I thought I'm looking at it right now. It's got the really weird titles, and i have you know, yeah. I've read the fucking book. I watched the show. I didn't really dig it. Uh, but I was like, what the fuck is it? It Says Robert Kerman, Brian Azzarello, I believe. Outcast is like, yeah, that is the the cautionary tale. On speculating on uh small image books god country is even smaller than that cast. it's only right. a six issue miniseries right <laughs> if you think about kick ass that's why another good example that actually made it to the big screen and kick ass was hot for a minute but then you know it didn't edited comic guy said the show sucked. All right, I'm not gonna watch it then. Okay. That was at one point where I was like, well, where the fuck do you find Cinemax? It was like not part of my deal. But you know, yeah. after I found it on Cody, I watched it. And it was just like really weird uh horror based thing. So, God Country is a great read, man. Just be careful buying a raw copy for like a hundred bucks, man. Right. Uh, you know, cause I've seen everybody's flipping them a good for you. I'm, you know, me, I'm all about pro capitalism and democracy, but right. I just wanted to make sure people are aware of what they're getting themselves into. Cause a lot of times people blindly just speculate. This is the hot book. This is a hot book without the little disclaimer that, Hey, it's only a screenplay, you know, but as a seller, you know, we don't want to do that, but I'm just, we caution it from both sides, you know, as the collector, I'm pretty sure Most of the people that follow us on this channel and on on social media are seasoned collectors, right? And they don't fall for this trap because you know what I think it is? A lot of new collectors, they get into the, I don't want to be left out group, right? I need to have have it. it. I don't want to be left out. If you, once you detach yourself from that feeling, I have like a new books that come out every week and you know, it's the hot book and I don't go chasing anymore because I'm like, eh, if I miss out, I missed out. Once you lose that emotional detachment, you know, or... Detach. Uh, once you detach yourself from that emotion, or Hopefully, detach yourself yeah. from emotional attachments, goddamn, that's uh, my worthy way of saying it. Then you know you're not bothered by it. But before, I remember it came out on Wednesday, sold out. I get pissed off. I go hunting and hunting and hunting, and that's when you start paying for shit that is probably overvalued, uh, you know. And then i be like, you know what? I'm going to go buy me a bronze Age, a Bronze Age book that I really wanted. Right. So right. if you don't want to miss out, just buy everything when it comes out, which why I was doing for a good three years straight,
1: you know, <laughs> from <laughs> I what? I went a little nuts on the Eternals too. I spent a good day and a half on all the websites looking for a high grade Eternals book, and then after like thirty six hours, I'm like, I can't find this book. I, I can't find this book at a price rate a price that I want to pay. So if this is something I find out in the wild or something like that, so be it. But I, you know, I'm looking at yours. I'm I'm, I'm ogling over those two, and I'm like, God damn it! So, I got those the the day. Yeah. The director was announced,
0: and uh, interesting enough, I bought two of them. Both were Buy It Now with Best Offers, yeah. and I bought them both, and they both accepted the same offer.
1: Jesus Christ! So I'll tell you what
0: I got it for. I got it
1: for 289 Oh, my and, God. I was looking at it. The one I was looking at was like $400. So, yeah. I, so
0: I got nine sixes for 289 the day the director was announced, because I was like, I need to get, you know, it was like literally two minutes afterward, and I said, I need to find Buy It Now. Because like, eh, if yeah. it's a five-day auction, people are going to catch up to it. So I exactly. loom- good move right now's with best offers and i was like if i don't get it i don't care so i was like eh, they were asking like you know 350 and this is before yep. i even think they knew about the news uh, you man. know there was a screenwriter a screenwriter that was attached to remember that's part of the start of the first wave of speculation for the eternals and then once they actually said we have a director boom now you know it's going full steam and if it's marvel and they have a director and a screenwriter, then you know it's gonna be it's gonna be part of phase four. So just thought that I'd bring that up about the cod country thing, man. Because you know, it's it's a good book, it's it's not ongoing, it's another thing that detracts from it. Walking Dead is still going to this very day. So yeah. when you're speculating on Walking Dead number one, you were getting a you know a a comic book that the first of all, the comic book was hot already, you know, when you you know. So if you go back, what is it, 2004, 2005, when it first came sure. out, when it came out, it was burning up the back issue markets. It was already hot by so – it was organically hot. Once it became a TV show, it just went boom, went through the door, or uh, blow the doors on everything. And so that's – and it's still an ongoing thing. You got to be careful with these little mini series that you, that aren't ever going to develop into comics shows or, you know, excuse me, that are just a one six-series series and done. If you have an ongoing character in comic books and they keep on going and going, then you got, you know, you build up a more of a fan base. But God Country, the one off, who knows? Maybe it will become uh more comics later. right, right now it's a six issue miniseries and it's getting developed on with a screenplay. Yep. I, I, you know what? Props to Donny Cates, man. He's he's hot as hell right now. Everything, I mean,
1: everything, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, he's doing uh, the Venom stuff. He's doing the the Cosmic Ghost Rider uh, stuff. Ghost Rider. Doing the Cosmic oh. Everything stuff. He's got a Cosmic Thanos that just came out last week. <laughs> I <laughs> even picked that up. Cos- no, no, I'm sorry. It's Cosmic Punisher, who happens to be Thanos. <laughs> Spoiler.
1: Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't figured that one out, there you go yeah
0: uh so be careful out there man so just remember for every uh god country there's a lumberjanes by boom studios that's still waiting Uh, right trees you know what i'm one of those i actually have four copies of trees number one but i got them for like five bucks each okay to me that's a cheap spec you know if you can get a you can get a cover or twice cover price that's no longer a spec book to me that's just you buying it and if it goes and if it gets option you've made a nice chunk of change if not you just bought it at barely Twice cover price, right? 3 nine, right. which
1: is five, six bucks, five, even 10 bucks. There $10. you go. You just sit on it, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm still waiting for a fucking slapstick. I, I speculated on those and I got those for cheap. At one time, the uh, first appearance of slapstick was going for like 25 bucks uh, when they Marvel had their whole slapstick uh, little thing that they were doing. Uh, this was like two years ago. So I bought like yeah. three of his first appearances for like 10 bucks each and then they went up to 25 and now they just forgot about it. But it's you never awesome. know. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a first appearance. You never know. I'm telling you, it's just if you don't want to miss out on anything, just buy everything. Yeah, that's then it. You can't complain,
1: right? You'll have it all. Then you'll have it all. So you, know, if you didn't miss that. You didn't miss this because you bought it all.
0: Yeah. Speaking of shows that you didn't know you wanted, or maybe you did know you didn't right. want. Um, right. Uh, looks like BC's doing it again, man. Damn, they are doing a lot of TV there's, shows. They're um, throwing it out there. Yeah, they actually uh, got it. So this thing is moving forward on a channel that you would be hard pressed to find. Uh, it's on the epics channel EPIX and they uh, casted young Jack Bannon as the young Alfred Pennyworth. Really? Uh, So it's happening. Uh, this was talked about a long time ago. It's going to be a show about young Alfred. And I believe uh, Bruce Wayne's father is going to be involved. Thomas Wayne yeah, Thomas It's going to follow oh. his time as being a British uh, secret, uh, our know, special uh, service. Uh, what do they call a special forces? The SAS. Yeah. Yep. So it's going to follow that whole, you know, you know, thing when he got his uh because i don't believe this was ever his origin maybe the people in the live chat i believe this was part of uh rebirth or one of the things where they gave him this backstory or was it gotham i don't know basically yeah. dc ran with it he was just a boring butler before but then you know they I, they may have alluded to him being a special uh ex-special forces operative but then you they really ran with it when batman versus superman when they when they did uh the other version of alfred it wasn't the really elderly michael kane version even in the movies right. uh, and earth one origin there you go thanks uh biggies uh yeah. it was earth one it was that done by more who's that gun grant morrison who did that one um uh, i'm trying to think but they did his you know sas thing they hired they even casted a couple different guys so maybe it is a little bit different than gotham Uh right. to where bruce wayne exists in the in the world but he's super young this is literally no way Bruce Wayne will ever be introduced into this because this is you know young Alfred. So you, but Thomas Wayne still will be in there, and I you know it's almost like why even I don't know why even make it Alfred Pennyworth. It seems to me like just hey, here's a loose relation of Batman. Maybe people will dig it. You can make it about any dude that just is an ex British service, right? I mean. Okay. I mean, I'm in the live chat. In, in course, Earth Earth story, I mean? yeah, in the Earth One story, was there any ties to the DC proper uh, universe? Like, uh, were there other comic book characters in it, or, or was you know besides Thomas Wayne? I mean, because you know Gotham, even without Batman, there's still all the 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 Rogues Gallery, right? Yes. So
1: um at will you watch the Alfred Pennyworth Butler? Uh, I'll, give a, I'll give it a shot because I think Gotham um gotham gotham was fun i enjoyed gotham um in the beginning and then it became too much to watch stuff like that but i like that version of alfred um even the going back to um the two the three batman movies i even like that version of alfred and even in 1966 in the in the 66 batman Bat, uh, alfred threw a couple punches a couple times or when he dressed up as batman and stuff like that so alfred has always been an intriguing character to me um, I hope they do it right. And I don't know if they can do it wrong because there is no right or wrong like that. So I digress with what I just said. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, I like the Thomas Wayne thing. I you're, The more and more that the more and more stories that go on, if you guys can follow me on this, the more and more we start talking about Batman and history and rogues galleries, the more and more we're talking about Thomas Wayne and the character that he was. So um, to develop his backstory a little bit more, to develop him, I think is really neat. And in a relationship that he had with Alfred. So, this could be interesting if they do it right. I don't know too much about the actor himself, but they're saying production begins in this on October 22nd. So, I mean, this is happening, this is going to happen. And whether or not it makes it, it makes it. But this is going to happen, and we're going to see some type of story like this. So
0: Yeah, you know, I can see if they could do, like, a cool, like, a Mission Impossible kind of spy type thing. I could dig that. You know, I'm down with that. You know, a yeah. little, little special MI6 kind of thing. Right now, it just says he's part of the SAS, and he has, like, a couple of partners that they're right. going to have a team. Because I don't think uh, just Alfred by himself unless
1: he's straight up James Bond, you know, yeah. a spy. Yeah. Part of His Majesty's Secret Service, or something.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the Howling Commandos in uh, post World War II Britain. I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, So it's like you—I tell you, man. It's—I wouldn't say there's a bubble, but you know, the more and more Copic properties getting made, the better better chances of not all of them being the best quality that they should be. And
1: speaking of which, one has gotten the axe. Man. Oh man, god, I have that up in my if you guys are watching us right now. I got iron iron fist fifteen on display.
0: Yeah, man, man. man. So uh you know what? Just when we thought Finn Jones was doing okay and he yeah. was gonna be no longer a curly haired fuck. Netflix chopped
1: him. My god, yeah,
0: Netflix is like, nah, we don't need you back, dog. So uh yeah. the uh the uh, the press release was a joint press release from both Marvel, uh Marvel and uh Netflix. It was Netflix idea, they don't want to bring the show back, okay. and at the end of that, um Statement, though, uh, Marvel said, but the immortal Iron Fist will live on. So immediately that got people to speculating that, you know, that little blurb, that little vernacular yes. meant that there can be other options. Like they could immediately people thought, you know, maybe they'll save Netflix, uh, move Iron Fist over to the Disney streaming service. Right. And I don't know if that would fit it, because right now the Div- Disney streaming service has Loki and uh, Scarlet Witch starring Tom Hiddleston and the Olsen twin sister. All yep. right, so those are big name actors. Now, if I said, Hey, let's put Netflix on that Disney streaming service with Iron Fist starring Finn Jones, you're like, What <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? We just went from Tom Hiddleston to right. Olsen's twin sister. <laughs> I always forget her name, yep. whatever, you know. But those are Hollywood actors. I mean, the last thing I saw Finn Jones is besides Daredevil was he was, you know, he was, he was signed on the uh, Game of Thrones, you know, yeah, like, right, killed off of that. So, um, you know, it can be maybe, you know, and the other thought is. What I think they should do is, you know, Finn Jones series is gone, but he lives on in Heroes for Hire or really? Power Man and Iron Fist. Because I even yep. think Luke Cage, you know, season season three and season of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage is happening. That's right. happening for sure. Iron Fist is the only one our first one to get axed. We know Punisher is also coming, um, but I don't need another season of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I say tie them all up, bring in the Daughters of the Dragon and just make a show uh, heroes for Hire, a uh, team, yeah. you know, and I can see them as a team. You can make it thirteen episodes long, because you know I think Defenders may have been a little bit too short because they had so many characters in it. Whereas a solo series with thirteen episodes, which Daredevil is, by the way, it you know it's funny Iron Fist went to ten season, ten episodes, and everybody dug it. Uh, Iron Fist is going, excuse me, Daredevil is going back to thirteen episodes, which drops this Friday, by the way. I'm gonna oh, binge right? the fuck out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna binge Iron Fist or excuse me, Daredevil this weekend. Take a little time out, go see Halloween. Uh, and then I'm DJing on Saturday, actually. So right, bringing it, it back, bringing it back. Yeah. But, uh, so what do you think, man? I mean, that's a well, shame because the last season of iron Fist, iron Fist season two was not great, but it was an improvement. So yeah. it's almost like, man, you guys are starting to build something up, but then, you know, they just, I guess, you know, maybe, cause you know, the thing about Netflix is they don't release the numbers on their viewership, right? We have no way of knowing, you know, how well it did. Maybe it didn't do
1: well. Right. I don't I don't know. And shame on Netflix for being a quitter. <laughs> you know, you've given everything else three episodes. There's on plenty
0: YouTube. of drivel on Netflix that Iron Fist is better than. I'm just saying that. There's a lot of Netflix originals that probably shouldn't be on there. You know yeah, what I
1: mean? Absolutely. And this season, what, what I liked about this season, and I think you'll agree with me, is that um, uh, Christine, uh, I mean, da- the Daughters of the Dragon were very prominent. Yeah, um, Colleen Wing, yeah, Misty Knight. Was very good. Misty Knight was very good. Um, the, everything you else. you finished it? Yes. Oh, okay, so oh, we yeah. can talk about it. Spoiler
0: yeah. alert, it's been out for like fucking a month now. So. Yeah, no, I did finish it. <laughs> no, but like the last two episodes, man, it opened up yeah. so many. Orson Randall, which I've always said is one of the coolest Iron Fist. He can actually channel his chi into his guns, and you saw yep. Iron Fist do that at the end. We saw the female version, which is the pirate queen of Ping Pi- Pinghai Bay, if I'm saying that right, which yep. Colleen Wynn kind of showed that she wielded as well. Yep. So you had a bunch of the other mythos that there was talked about in the immortal uh the the matt fraction run of iron fist right the immortal right. iron fist right some great stories that they're finally going to cun seeing all this shit i and then-
1: loved cun lung was so cool to me i really enjoyed that i like the way they left you off kind of like hanging and i'm i'm borderline disappointed man because i really enjoyed it and it was good and you know what i think and i think i'm not a martial arts kind of guy tim but i know you like it um and there's an audience of people who appreciated the fact that he went out he learned a new style they brought in a new um not coordinator but um fight choreographer the fight choreographer right yeah the same guy that did black panther yes and it was much more realistic the Iron Fist stuff was good. The Kung Lung stuff was good. The the backstory of it was good. So shame on Netflix for being a quitter. I'm not happy about that. Yeah,
0: but. it's kind of weird. It's like okay, the first season, if you look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes ratings, was 26 percent for season one. So it was still rotten. Season two, but it was up to 56. percent So right, it doubled its its rotten. rating. So even most critics were like saying, this is not a great show, but this is a an improvement. You know, let's right. build on this, but. You know, maybe they're just like, you know, we got a lot of things in the pipeline. I mean, I you know, I don't know how much they're paying for this, but it must be dollars and it they weren't getting a lot of views, right. but you know,
1: yeah. So but, in my opinion, this season two was better than Jessica Jones season two, and I'm a closet Jessica Jones fan. I thought yeah, was- season two of Jessica Jones was awful. So awful I, right. I could barely watch that shit, man. All right. So if they're gonna give Jessica Jones a third season. On that, then that's really, then I'm really a little bit upset because those season of, of both of those season twos, Iron Fist was by far much more, much uh, superior to that, you know. Yeah, so let's so
0: say so. shout out to everybody in the live chat. I've been leaving yeah. you guys there, there's only two of us here. Our man, Dark Side Jedi's got, Dude, his act man. got his back a while ago and it acts up while and he can't even walk down to the basement. So, yeah. uh, uh yeah, take care, get better. Uh, so we're, we're prehistoric right now, all caveman like with Google Hangouts. Uh, we got about 50-something viewers to say what's up right. to the party people, man. Man, from Beantown, James Lewis, Javier Salas, Comics with Bueller, Sergio Morales, AG Surfer, Miss Hustle, Mr. Unknown Comics Guy, Dean Salasang. Uh, we had a good time with his name, last name during the auction. Yeah. Amazing Murfinator, Johnny Boy, Atlas Wolf, Jason Smith, Snick at 79 just the Recon and his comics, man, from Beantown. Right. I already said that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Big Easy. Uh, this user 000, 00000. His username is just six zero. So go figure. um is it six yeah? Uh so thanks everybody. Once again, the show is sponsored by krscomics.com. Go to KRScomics.com, use the discount code of L O T L B. Uh, if you missed out, they have a really dope uh Philip Tan, a spider getting number one uh variant is homage to Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man number one. Uh if you miss out on that. Go to Kairos Comics and look out for it because sometimes I release them, but there's got a signing opportunity coming right now. Um, So, Iron Fist is the second Marvel property that's been canceled. Uh, The first, obviously, was Inhumans. Um, So, that's two bad shows by Marvel. (laughs) Kevin Feige hasn't done one yet, but this is all on Marvel Entertainment. And really, this is Scott Buck's fault. Because if Iron Fist came out with a season one that was a 50%, I think you know they would have been okay with season two. And you know what I mean? But it right. came out so horrible. But you know, whatever the decision. Okay. So, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. But on MCU news, this is good news. Uh, Ryan Kugler, the writer, director of Black Panther One, as well as Creed, as well as Fruitville Station, Oakland native, Holla. Uh, we'll be back to write and direct Black Panther 2, good, which good. is awesome news, man. That's that's great that they're doing this. And if I, I and I want to bring this up because I want to look back and, and see how Marvel has learned from their past dec- directorial uh picks, right? And if you think about the only movie, well, Iron Man is probably the worst example of this, where you know they had John Favreau. Yep. Right? And then, then they had a different cat for number two and a different cat for number three. And right. those, you know, it was mixed reaction for two and three. Entertaining, but not as good as the first Correct. Iron Fist. Yes. Captain America, which I contend is the trilogy that's right up there with uh, Nolan's Batman trilogy. Uh, the best trilogy of all for comic book movies, right? Because uh, yep. I, lo- I love uh, the first Avenger. I love the era of it, and I think Joe Johnson did a great job on it he also joe johnson actually directed rocketeer that's why i had that great 40s vibe to it '40s vibe, very and then the Russo brothers took over and obviously they killed it with civil war uh and they killed it with the winter soldier and then on to avengers Infinity war so and then if you look at jardins in the galaxy james gunn killed it on one and two we'll never know what happened with what part happened? three We
1: don't know about that but that yeah. will foreshadow what we're going to talk peyton, about oh. peyton
0: reed took over um for ant-man one and two by the way ant-man and the wasp Whoever you know the people that were hating on it in its box office dude it just crossed 650 million dollars worldwide that's amazing to ant-man and the wasp right it, so right. it did better than the first ant-man movie by like 100 million worldwide because it, it benefited from a, a late release in china it didn't release in china till like last month or a month ago and it did 121 million dollars in china Wow. So the worldwide box office is over 400-something uh, million, and it's like 210 uh, domestic for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Role. So $644 million on a $120 million budget. On Amazon, yeah. that's a big success for such a small movie, figuratively and literally. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, to think that it did that. Well, because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's not going to do well. It's not going to do well." And they were talking like Han Solo numbers. Well, you know, six hundred forty-four million it may finish its theatrical run at six hundred fifty million worldwide. It, what's interesting to me is I checked the box office for and it. It's still showing in theaters. It only made like a yeah. thousand, but it's still in theaters and the Blu-ray is out on it. That's amazing right. that That's it's had crazy. such a long theatrical run, right? And it's it's yeah. still in theaters and you can still buy the Blu-ray for it.
1: That's unbelievable. And you're gonna go see it if people are still seeing it on the big screen, you know? This, this goes, I'm glad that they do this. I'm glad that they stick with the same actors, especially when the, the same directors, especially when it's good. Because um, in my opinion, and I've said this before, once the it's like the artist right you always have the artist's first impression like kirby's fantastic four or um captain america and just different versions of characters by different artists and when you keep the same directors you're still keeping that same path of character development around um and i think that's really really neat and i think they should keep doing it so you know kudos to marvel for sticking with the plan and feige we trust right So keep moving along. And this is good news for us. And Black Panther. Yeah. And I also
0: forgot to mention
1: Scott Derrickson
0: is going to be back to do Doctor Strange 2.
1: Right. So, Doctor Strange. I was watching that the other day on Netflix, Tim. I can't get enough of it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And uh, he has the best
0: scenes in Infinity War, too. I'm sorry. The the Crimson Bands of uh, Cidarock and all the spells he's doing, it was pretty pretty badass. um, Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, Scott Derrickson
0: has been teasing it for a while now. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it'll be part of Phase 4. They're not, you know, Doctor Strange, even though his movie was out a while ago. I mean, he's popped up in Thor Ragnarok a little bit. He was a big part of Infinity War. He'll probably (laughs) be a big part of. Uh, Avengers 4 um, and This wasn't in my notes, but stay tuned uh, They're going to be releasing a Avengers 4 trailer pretty soon They just converted it to IMAX So whatever big release Is coming out in IMAX, expect an Avengers 4 trailer to be part of that Um yeah. I, I can't think of anything in november it's got to be during aquaman but they're doing a conversion so they can show it in uh in imax so whatever that means you know right. so i uh, gotta think it's coming out soon because the movie is in like six seven months away i mean normally yeah. for like Infinity war they were you know teasing the crap out of it but you know they got other stuff they want to do but you know i expected it to drop soon they haven't even come out with the title yet so we'll see if it is avengers annihilation um and then we talked about it briefly with james gunn <laughs> and we were off uh you know when this news dropped uh, right. and this was major news this was trending everywhere so we get to put our two cents on it now since uh most of the news everybody's already talked about it but you know yeah. as you talk about it more and more news drops
1: um and you have different opinions which i think is important because so, uh, <laughs> if
0: you've been living in the cave or uh watching other youtube channels um yeah, James Gunn has been hired on to write the screenplay. Good for him. For Suicide Squad 2, and quite yeah. possibly direct Suicide Squad 2. I think DC would do well to let him write and direct it and sure. let him take full control of it, right? Yeah. He's a comic book he's a comic book geek. He knows the characters, he can do it. You know what I mean? Don't hamper him and put shackles on him like DC's known to do with some of their uh directors. If you're going right. to let him write and direct, give him full control, let him cast everything, Let him do it. And I think he can he can make what Suicide Squad should have been when they tried to inject forced humor into it, it just did not work. No. Right. But James Gunn has that where he can do dark kind of Humor. If you, what was the the horror movies he used to do? Remember Tremors? It was it was the Tremors that James Gunn did, right? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon was out in Tremors. Yeah, that's yeah. great. James right. Gunn kind of dark humor and things dark like humor. that. And I think Suicide Squad yeah. 2 lends perfectly to dark humor, more so than Guardians, which is just goofy humor. Whereas Suicide Squad can be dark humor, right? Where you know yeah. you're in the middle of killing somebody and then you can crack a joke. Where the original somebody. Suicide Squad, Uh the director was not from a comedic background. I mean, he, he did a great movie. He did the, uh, he did like gritty cop uh, dramas. He also did that movie about the tank with Brad Pitt, the the tank unit. I'm trying to yeah, think of sure the they, other movies. Yeah. Uh, David Ayers was his name. Yeah. And they, you know, they got a good director, but then they said, Hey, we need you to throw some comedy in there. And that's just not his shtick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But James Gunn, that's his shtick. What do you think?
1: Right. This is good. I don't know if they're going to revamp the whole storyline um, you know well, what they're saying is he's blowing it up and started from scratch. He wants his, his, his scratch, own so. all new take. Let me read, yeah. Um, so the suicide squad are they going to cast the same people? Oh my god,
0: no, it's going to be he's going to he wants his new his own. So, oh, also, also own. Sorry, yeah, I'll say what they're saying here. They're saying James Gunn will be writing a new story from scratch. Okay. Um, the guy who wrote the account had previously written a draft of the screenplay. So, the an account, great movie, right? Great movie. The one with Ben Affleck. Right. Yep. Great movie, not Suicide Squad with the jokes that they want and the dark yeah. humor, right? Um, so he was written a draft for a screenplay. However, recently, greenlit Birds of Prey had a very similar story to the Suicide Squad story, whatever that means, uh, yeah. maybe because they both have Harley Quinn in it. Right. Anyway, uh, James O'Connor departed that project. Pave way for Gunn to come in and start clean. David Ayer. What we just talked about I had a negative experience with Warner Brothers during the editing process, the first Suicide Squad movie. So it was never likely he would return for a sequel. Shocking. Yeah. Um, so let me see. Um, so we haven't got any casting news yet. So this is still early. Anything, you know, it takes a while to bang out a screenplay. But, you know, I think I think D.C. would do right to let him um, direct it and take their time with it. Don't rush it. Yep. Let the, all the negative press about James Gunn boil over, or, you know, not boil over, but, you know, let it go, kind of right. sweep it under right. the rug. Right. And, and, you know, and I always said, all right, so the same guys who came out and criticized uh, James Gunn and found all those old tweets were uh, mostly conservative bloggers. And when I say the conservative, I mean conservative as in they are um Trump supporters, Republicans, alt-right types, uh, bloggers, and James Gunn was uh, openly critical of Donald Trump's administration throughout Twitter, and this is what started that war. He was fighting with these right-wing bloggers and, you know, they went out and found those tweets from 2012. They didn't put any context to it and what it was. They framed it as, this is a sick man, Disney, how dare you have this guy? And these are the same guys that bashed, like, the Star Wars movies and everything Disney, and they were, like, saying you guys are hypocrites. Because remember, they fired Roseanne. Yeah, saying some crude shit, right? And they were saying, "How dare you?" Because Roseanne is a Trump supporter, so they put Disney in a corner. where like, "Man, they couldn't." There's not much they could do because if they didn't fire James Gunn, they would be looked at hypocrites, and they would be giving favor toward one side. And you know, they would like to stay apolitical as much as possible. Yeah, and so they had to do that with James Gunn. If you agree or disagree, that's neither here nor there. It happened, and we have to live with it because that's their decision as a corporate company, and especially. The house of that mickey built you can't have a guy joking oh, about fucking kids, you know? I mean, it's just it looks bad you know it's, what i'm saying but yeah. so we'll see it those same guys who complained about james gunn and his uh crude tweaks and jokes about pedophilia and this and they went so far as that he belonged to a secret pedophilia ring oh. in hollywood let's see if those same guys come out and uh and complain and target DC and Warner Brothers for the same thing they did to James Gunn when he was attached to Disney and Marvel. I would, but, I would be because why would the moral
1: outrage still be there that he still has a job even really though it was mad, a right? I mean, unless you're not that mad anymore, then you're a hypocrite for doing it. So, yeah, you know, I, this is good. I'm, I'm happy. James Gunn. Somebody was going to pick James Gunn up, right? Somebody was going to say, "Hey, listen, I've got something for you." And you know who's the happiest about this, Tim? Who, who's what star right now is ecstatic and is going to uh, follow yeah, Drax. Uh, David Batista is all in on anything he does. Well, so.
0: unless he wants to leave his role with Disney, uh, right. you know, I would say stick to being Drax. You know, don't stick jump. To- up,
1: yeah. We've got one more movie as Drax, right? Guardian as in three, if he even does it, you know, um, and then we'll see what happens from there in the cosmic universe and stuff. So yeah. James Gunn, let him do it. It's good. It's good. And yeah. recreate the characters. I don't, I like. They, Mark. Uh,
0: thanks for correcting me, Brian Wilson. Yeah, it wasn't, tr- it wasn't Tremors. It was Troma. Uh, okay. And the movie that James Gunn yeah. did that I was thinking was like Tremors was because it was Slither. He wrote oh. the movie to Slither, which is a kind of comedic kind of horror movie, a dark comedy, uh, which is great. If you haven't seen Slither, go out and peep it out. Uh, Who's in it? Yeah, Nathan Fillion is in it. There you go. Another geek reference for you. Nathan Fillion, old uh, Serenity boy over there uh firefly so nathan fell small town is taken over by an alien plague turning residents into zombies and in all forms of mutant monsters it's a james gunn directed and written movie called slither it's great came out in 2006 go peep it out that's Absolutely. what you're gonna get with the suicide side yeah but thanks he also did trauma which was before that so thanks for shouting shout out brian wilson you get the marvel no prize uh, uh yeah it's in there just look for it uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh thanks for everybody for joining us man we uh cleaned that shit up in one hour man anything you want to talk about or is that it? Uh, is is that all the subjects we covered? Any news dropped today?
1: Yeah, no, nothing. I haven't really paid it. Uh, I haven't seen much going on. I've been working on, this, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have been catching it, but I'm working on um, Mutant Monday, episode number five. Yeah, well, we'll
0: peep that shit out, man. There's only like what? 150 views on that. What's up with you people? Go yeah, check out. No. I, even, I didn't even do a Top Variant Tuesday video this uh, Tuesday because really there was like four or five of them. And I, I'm right. not going to. And you know what? I don't do content just to do content on a daily basis. If it's worth my time and I think it's it may entertain you or give you some information, then I'll do it. But I was like, Hey, there's four variants. And you know what I did? I posted on Facebook. I posted pictures right. of it.
1: Yeah, I, was like, I, picked stuff. I picked, I picked up the, um, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, Venom. I also picked up this, uh, job of the hut today. The, um, this one, which I thought was pretty neat and pretty, yeah, I just got a couple books. It was a small p- poll this week. So, um, you know, mutant Monday. I focused on Professor X. I gave a little backstory, and now it's really
0: good. You guys need to peep it out, man. Uh, the much. video was posted on Monday. It's uh, yeah. he does a great job of giving you some history about uh, Professor X stuff. I didn't even know, to be honest with you, it was pretty yeah. very in depth, man. Why he's bald. His yep. history his history with his uh, is it adopted brother right juggernaut is not yeah, his
1: a stepbrother his stepbrother, stepbrother yeah brother yeah it's his stepbrother and uh just a little bit of his history and his powers and this week some foreshadowing if you're a fan i've got a lot of magneto stuff and uh i've been digging deep i pulled out some great books i've been reading a lot of stuff so i did professor x one week and i'm already dropping the hammer and talking too much but this monday uh episode five will be all about magneto so if you're a magneto fan definitely check it out um Three Men in a Basement, we're just cooking along. We're putting some stuff up. My boy Roger did his own video. We dropped that. Um, probably gonna do another video in about a week or so. So Three Men in the Basement's going good. Got a couple subscriptions. Uh, so we're doing good right now. We're having a good time right now. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And uh, this has just been a lot of fun for me. So any support, any comments. Uh, yeah, you're gonna super- have to
0: change that Sunday video, man. Ain't nobody up there really watching YouTube.
1: Oh, I know, I'm telling you. But it's like the only time we can get everybody together. Pre-recorded. Yeah, pre- but we like doing it live and stuff like that. So, but it's it's good stuff, man. We're having a good no, time. I was going to so.
0: say pre-record and put it on later in the afternoon, like right around four or five p.m. There's a lot of people watch YouTube videos on yeah. Sunday nights, but damn, oof, Sunday at like what time is it?
1: It's early for you, man. It'd be like six o'clock in the morning. Holy yeah. crap,
0: nine a.m. and the East Coast is still early, man. Because uh, yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, because i for-
1: I've got a few things planned, so it's going to be a great time, man. So all all you guys, thanks for supporting. uh three men in the basement. Thank you very much for supporting Lords of the long box. I'm having a great time with me and TiVo. We're having a great time chopping it up. So, I mean, that's all I got to say.
0: All right. Yeah. Thanks everybody for joining us in the live chat. Uh, this will be available for podcast form uh, tonight. Uh, check us out. Just search Lords of the long box on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, oh, big line cat. Six four six says, when's the next auction. Probably not this Friday, but uh, f- two a week from this Friday hopefully depending on how Ryan's back is because he's literally uh, immovable right now Um yeah. so, he, so hopefully he'll be back by then I would think um, yeah if not this not this Friday but the following Friday um, yeah we like to do it on Friday it seemed to be a good uh, turnout for Friday and Ryan still got a bunch of slabs that he's still trying to get rid of so if you guys want some good slabs um and we'll do that but you know like as usual we'll we post on all our social me- uh media instagram twitter facebook and we at least on facebook follow just look up uh, lords and long box on facebook i post i try to post on their daily all the news articles that we cover on a weekly basis i drop it on there the day it happens so you could read it real time and then we discuss it further on this show and also tivo 14 on instagram uh three at auto what's your instagram
1: uh everett underscore auto on instagram everett
0: yep. underscore auto and then dark side jedi on instagram if you don't know now you know or just search the hashtag of ig comic lords or lords of the long box yep. we have thirty-seven thousand posts for ig comic lords on instagram Jesus. So right side of ig comic family we are like the second most hashtag thing i would like to say thirty-seven thousand times ig comic lords has been so shout out to all the ig comic family or not ig comic family i don't hashtag that sorry i hashtag ig comic lords so there you go man so till next time boys and girls keep digging in them long boxes we will see you again next wednesday Wednesday. but i may have a haul video coming out uh thursday or friday so i actually got that glow-in-the-dark j scott campbell variant so oh, now did? I can do all. Yeah, I got it. Uh, the one that they were giving, he uh, was selling at New York City Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah, I got a hold of one for like cheap because uh, my boy Rocket Comics, he was saying, like, Hey, everybody who's our customer that provides a service, you can buy these for $30. Yeah. And they're selling for 80 So I got a hold of one. It's the, I know some other, one. I think uh, Erod had some too, but you know, I didn't go out and look for one. I was like, Oh, you have one? Fine, I'll buy it. So this way I can post it, see if it really goes in the dark. So, uh, but I digress. Thanks for everybody sure. for coming out. Till next time, get better, get uh, get better, redder soon, Ryan, whatever right. that means. But get well soon, and hopefully we'll like be
1: back. Is he okay. Is Ferris Bueller? He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's uh he's down and out. He's just highly medicated right now. So you know, with the bad back, you just gotta you know let it rest, and that's it, man. There's nothing you really do about it. But till next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. All right.